0: Last episode of the year, man. Episode 195, man. Thin line between genius and Insanity. Hosted by yours truly. OG! Man, let's go ahead and get right into it, man. You know what the fuck going on? Welcome to! Yes, yeah, sir. Raw! is OG! All right, man, you know what the fuck is, nigga? Go play on me, man. DJ! hate me! Damn! 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 Damn, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. She going, she thinks she going, she thin. Damn, 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 damn. damn. yeah, uh, sir. What's poppin' with y'all? And welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity Podcast. Hosted by yours truly. Oh, No, spin that motherfucking block right now, bitch. Wow. Spin it! <laughs> Spin that motherfucking block for them hating ass niggas in the back. Them badass bitches with the big old asses. Please let know your boys always bitch. For the bitches, nigga for the bitches, nigga for the bitches, nigga for the bitches. I've Nick. always the been bitches, the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh gee hatch me the fuck it is, man. What's up, with you, man? Hope you're out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on them Trinidad each and every episode. i um, want so shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joining the conversation, I truly appreciate all love and motherfucking support, man. Keep building empire break by motherfucking me. Break episode 190 fucking five. On the grind to one this shit, not stopping for a fucking so. Wow. I ain't gonna lie to you. 195 episodes is a fucking lie. Wow. <laughs> Covering over a three year time span of my lifetime, bro, we've been on the fucking grime. A round of applause to all the friends of the fucking show. <laughs> and you this, this shit is beautiful. Shit's beautiful to see, man. You have a community of people, man, just coming together. You know what I'm saying? Building something together, taking some shit to the next level, man. So it's a beautiful thing to see, man. Coming from all different motherfucking corners of the world, man. It's truly humbling to see what this platform has done, to see the people who I've, I've, fucking galvanized and brought together, man. So it's a truly special motherfucking thing, man. I'm um, episode 195. You know what I'm saying? To everybody tapped in on all DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wherever you find your podcast, your boys. Pulling up like Curry, man. So shout out to you. Leave a review, man. Let's get this show in the right hands, man. If you're watching on YouTube at OG Ash TV, look. Wow. I'm like, what, 10 episodes back on YouTube? Look, I know. Wow. <laughs> I know, man. Look, my time uh, has been of the essence, man. I'm literally either at work, either one or two of my jobs, or I'm fucking recording, or I'm fucking sleep, bro. Look, give your boy a fucking break, okay? Get off my back, B. <laughs> um, but nah, man, I'm going to try. I'm going to all those episodes. And we're going to get caught up probably I'm towards the end of phase two. I say probably like by the time episode 200 come out, I'll have every fucking visual episode uploaded. Just because I need to clear that space anyway. I'm starting to run out of space to record these fucking episodes, so I'm gonna get those episodes uploaded for you guys. And if you tap in on YouTube at OGH TV, subscribe to the channel, man. Leave a like, drop a comment. All the good shit to YouTube is saving. We pulling up in this bitch, bro. Um. But episode 195, man. It's a whole lot of shit in the docket I want to get into. Um, I guess a lot of shit I get into in, in a short amount of time. I got to start getting ready for work. But I do want to, um, you know, touch base on this episode, man. It's been a long year. And it's weird because it's been a long fucking year when you think about all the things that transpired, but it went by so fast we've been tapped into the fucking. Wow. Farm. You know, one thing about 2023, you know, it really. um. It really taught me valuable lessons. And I know we can all look at, you know, the end of the year, New Year's, and things like that. We take those times to reflect on what the fuck happened and what we want to change going forward. If I got to be completely honest with you, there's not much I really want to change about myself. Um, I think over the last couple of years, you know, since primarily the last three years of starting this podcast, I've really opened up and allowed myself to truly blossom. You know, I was, there was a long period of my time. You know, I left. Um, A lot of the people, a lot of the people that know me truly, all my friends growing up, all the people I I, I became comfortable with, who built, you know, 10-year relationships with, I moved away from all those people two weeks after I graduated high school, fam. So I will honestly, I can honestly say from 2014 to 2000, you know what I'm saying, 20, I was really a shell of myself. I wasn't the hatch that motherfuckers that truly know me, knew me to be. I was two, three different people at one damn time, damn near. People who only knew me from fucking being at work. That's a total different version of Hash than a nigga that be outside, you know what I'm saying, with his niggas trying to get it. Or a nigga that's at the crib, you know what I'm saying, on some solo dolo shit trying to stack some shit. That's a total different nigga from the women who just knew me. The, ni- the women who just knew me, yo, I was just they just knew me on some sexual shit. They didn't know the real Hash. They only knew me from what I allowed them to know. They didn't know the goofy funny side they didn't know the side that always trying to have fun all they knew was the serious nigga who was coming to lay fucking pipe wow that's all they knew for six seven i mean yeah seven motherfucking years the real me was fucking hitting and when i started launching this podcast and started being open about the things that's going on in my life and i started you know what I'm saying, being a, 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 vo- a voice of the voice is a beacon of hope for people around the world to truly tap in and get to know me, it really let my personality blossom and let the, the inner child come back out of me. The kid that was locked up, you know what I'm saying, that, that was forced to mature early on, I was forced to do all these adult-like things, which I'm grateful for. The kid that was forced to do all that shit was able to be a fucking kid again. And I've realized that Throughout this journey of letting my personality truly take center stage, and, you know, truly letting people get to know me and not just know the fucking me serious fucking colorblind kid who lost his father at a young age. And now he hates the motherfucking me world. Once we got that out the motherfucking me way, I truly started to become happy and, and see and see, see what happiness truly felt like in this world in this world of ours.
1: Wow.
0: But the one thing in 2023 that it really, um, Stood at the forefront of something that I don't want to continue doing in 2024 and beyond. I've learned in 2023 that I truly need to just keep things to myself. And when I say I'm not saying I'm not gonna come on a podcast and you know I'm saying be with my personal life and give you guys the personal stories of my everyday life. And I'm never gonna stop that because I truly feel like that's what makes this podcast a great fucking podcast. Yes, I can come on here and talk about the shit that's going on in pop culture. I can come on here talking about, you know what I'm saying, other people's business, music, sports. Yeah, I can talk about that shit all motherfucking me day. But you can go to fucking ESPN and motherfucking me, BTMTV and every other fucking dickhead on social media with a podcast. That shit. I love the simple fact that the people that listen to this podcast, they fuck with me. They know my my inside story. They know everything, and they choose to come back and listen to that shit. So I will never change that because that strokes my ego. I'm going to be real with you. It strokes my ego knowing that motherfuckers actually care about what's going on in my everyday life. Because I, I seem to not give a fuck about my own personal success, my own personal life. I seem to not really give a fuck. And seeing other people that really that I can look at as strangers at times... Show complete interest in that shit. It makes me give a fuck, and it really just is one of those things that you know. Those two things build each other up, and I need that in my life. I really motherfucking do. So I'll never not come on here and and, and you know disclose the shit that's going on with me. But when, as far as social media post, as far as um, putting my business out there that's not directly on this media outlet, it will never happen again. Wow. Like letting people in my, you know, letting people inside my circle and let them know my plans and let them know what's going on and what I feel like is going to happen. It'll never happen again because I've been one of those people. I, I feel like I'm cursed, man. I feel like anytime I, I I fixate my mind on some good things happen, bad things fucking
1: happen. Wow. I
0: know I'm not the only person that fucking goes through that, but I'm a bit dramatic. I can be honest and say I'm a dramatic ass nigga. So I truly feel like anytime I've ever thought about some good shit happening. Bad things ensued. So for that reason alone, to save myself from further, you know what I'm saying, uh, depression, further, you know, mood swings, which we know will happen. I want to stop letting people know what my plans are, what my next moves are. You know, I was one of those kids who was raised up. Don't count your money before it's in your pocket. And that may go over a lot of people's head. But it's one of, It's one of the wisest thing that somebody ever told me in my life and it stuck with me since a fucking kid. And I was raised on that. You don't count your money until it's in your motherfucking me pocket. You know how I many times you we all thought we had some shit coming down the pipe and we just knew it was a for sure thing and it never came down the fucking pipe? Wow. That's the story of Hatcher's life. Anytime I, I I brought anybody into the fold and let them know my plans and disclose my plans, my plans never truly went how I wanted them to go. The goals for the podcast, I'm done announcing that shit. I'm done announcing that shit because I find myself in in the mindset of announcing goals and and letting people know what the plans is that we all got out of the moment we never lived inside lived in the moment to truly appreciate the motherfucking me growth of the goddamn show. Wow, telling people this, that, and the third is coming months in advance really fucked not only the fans but it fucked me over because it took my mindset off of what was actually going on in the moment. And I truly fled the show, you know what I'm saying? It, it suffered at times because of that. Because I was so focused on meeting deadlines. I was so focused on doing certain things. Fam, I was sitting there on the fucking podcast talking about the winner drop of merch dropping for fucking months in advance. It never fucking came out. Wow. Things happened. Shit happened. I started working more. I couldn't really focus on the design. I didn't even make this shit for me to even fucking promote because... I was so wrapped up in other shit. I had a fucking hate crime situation go on. Like niggas was threatening my life. Like niggas was fucking threatening my life, posting shit on my cars about lynching me. Like shit was really getting real for you. Wow. And when all those things happened, I was never able to focus on the fucking moment. And I really feel like I robbed not only myself, but the fucking friends of the show. So we're done doing that. We're done disclosing plans. We're done, you know what I'm saying, bringing people into the fold. Y'all will know things when shit actually happens. I truly felt it will be more spontaneous, and I would truly get the more credit for the hard work that I'm actually doing. The shit just like, bam, right? get motherfucking me face instead of, you know, some shit you know is coming down the pipe. The excitement is no longer there. You know what I mean? But in 2024, you know, we just... We're gonna embrace a lot of things, man. As well as, you know, so not disclosing things, but we're gonna embrace a lot of motherfucking me things, man. We're gonna embrace the unknown. We're gonna embrace the unknown. If you've been tapped in for a long period for a long period of time now, um, you know that the only thing that scares hatch is the unknown. I've been shot at, I've had niggas pull up on me, and have my back against the wall. I've been in some sit some peculiar situations, man. I've been in some shit, dog. Some shit that a lot of you niggas don't even know about. Niggas who think they know don't even know everything. Like, I've been in situations, my nigga. And, I, and most of those times, I was never really scared because I was able to dissect the, the situation. You know what I'm saying? There's either one or two ways the shit going to go. The fear is removed from that situation. What fear is what fears me, what I fear, I should say, is the motherfucking unknown. And that's the thing I really want to get over. I want to embrace the unknown. You know, and the reason why I want to embrace the unknown, the reason why I encourage all the friends of the show to embrace the unknown is because when you embrace the unknown, you're truly living in a goddamn moment. You're truly taking life by the motherfucking me horns. A lot of times, man, because of the, my fear of the unknown, I've tried to be in control of every situation in my life. I've tried to be in control of every minute detail. You know, so I wanted every motherfucking me thing covered. Dotted my I's, crossed my T's. And yeah, that's a very responsible way to live. But it ain't fun. Wow. It it, it truly makes me feel at times that because I want to be in control of every situation, all the minute details I want to be ran by, I want all those things to be a certain way and be in a controlled environment that I don't walk through certain doors. And walking through certain doors could be catastrophic. But also, walking through certain doors can be fucking so much, can be such an elevating experience. Wow. It can take me to a whole new motherfucking level, man. And a lot of times, I pigeonhole myself. I pigeonhole this platform. I pigeonhole the fucking fans, man, because I be scared. I don't know what's over there, so I'm not going to do it. I know what's right here. I'll stay in this lane. I'll do it, buddy. No, fuck that. We're not doing that no more, man. I'm getting old, man. I'm getting fucking old. Look, man, I'm 28 years old, man. I don't know how you niggas think, but I can tell you how I think. I'm 28 years old. When I look back and I scan the media platform, the media landscape, man, and all the people that we look at as fucking big fish, all these niggas is in their 40s. Wow. All these niggas are in their mid to late 40s. Come on, man. Let's talk about the big fish, man. You got Charlamagne the guy. You got Joe Budden. You got the Gillian Wallow niggas. You got Joe Rogan. Any nigga you throw out, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, um, what's the, uh, Schultz, Adam Schultz, you throw any nigga out there, all these niggas is old, man. And I'm not sitting there trying to age, Shane, no niggas. What I'm trying to say is we've seen their grind for 10, 12 years now. It don't feel like it because we've been in the moment with these niggas. But a lot of these niggas was putting in that groundwork 10, 15, 20 years ago, man. And if these niggas is the name motherfucking me, if you 40 motherfucking me, 5, 47, you really started, what, popping when you was, like, 30, 32? I just, just keep it a bang. You really started popping, your 30, 32? Nigga, I'm 28 years old, bro. This shit got a shake, man. I move. I'm, I'm a realistic ass nigga. This shit got a shake, man. Fast. Niggas ain't trying to be working all motherfucking me for the rest of it. I got two jobs, though. I got a degree with two jobs, man. You know how much of a failure I feel like at times? Wow. Granted, I know the economy. I know inflation is real. All that shit is a a real thing. But a nigga with a degree having two jobs, and neither one of them is paying 100K, something is wrong. I got to make this shit shake, man, so I got to be realistic with this shit. I got I to gotta start doing things that just don't seem comfortable. I've always been somebody that was comfortable in uncomfortable situations. I adapt very fast, but I just choose not to because that adaption takes a toll on a nigga. And why do every other thing when it comes to the grind? Why, why put in all the motherfucking me time? Why work all these extra hours to get all this extra money to fund this shit? Why do every motherfucking me thing but what makes me uncomfortable? Wow. I got to walk through doors, man. I got to walk through doors. You guys deserve it, and fuck it, I deserve it. I'm, let's just keep it a bang. I'm selfish with this shit. I deserve this shit, man. I work too motherfucking me hard for this shit not to motherfuck me shake. This shit got to shake. I can't be the reason why I don't succeed. I can't be holding myself back. If the shit don't work, the shit don't work. But the shit not going to work because I was scared to walk through doors. So in 2024, man, we embracing the unknown, man. Embrace that shit, man. Fuck that shit. 2023 was 2023. I had a great motherfucking year. I had a great fucking year when it comes to content, when it comes to building this platform, when it comes to building myself, when it comes to allowing hash to be fucking hatch. 2023 was a great step in the right direction. 2024, nigga, we Euro stepping through that shit, man. I ain't always- Wow. We Euro stepping through that shit on some Greek freak shit, nigga. Long strides, long strides. One dribble, dump. We in this bitch. All that other shit, man. Fuck that. We walking through doors. All friends of the shows. We walking through doors, man. And if you go, if you if you get faced with a situation, and it's some shit, and it's a, a, so the one that answers is want something you. You can you used to doing, it and the other one is something that you've never done before that could work out for you, even if it's a, even if it's a risk, my nigga. Man, do that shit. We getting old, man. We getting fucking old. Bro. I'm 28 years old, man. I can't keep being scared. I can't keep being a, a pussy. I gotta be real. I, I've developed. I've, I, I've developed shades of being a pussy, dog. Now you know. how I many time. I be talking to one of my, one of my man's dog, and he'd be like. I ain't the hatch I know yeah nigga I know it ain't the hatch you know a lot of shit has happened there's been a lot of ebbs and flows around this bitch and, ain't, and the ebbs and flows is different when you go off to a whole nother motherfucking me state nigga your, your, your window you know what I'm saying your, your, your window of uh, uh, fuck ups you ain't got smaller and smaller dog and that is that has stripped me of 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 of, of Taking those leaps, taking those risks. You know what I mean? I've always been a calculated motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I've never been, you know what I'm saying, a huge risk taker. But those small ones, yeah, let me go. I'll take that. I've always been a nigga. Like when it came to you know football, I was a, I was a technician. I wasn't a brute force motherfucker. I was a nigga that came through spin moving on niggas. I was a nigga that used his limp to his advantage. You know what I'm saying? Controlled the edge. Oh, sack. Give me that. I was a nigga in wrestling. Oh, yeah, I, can, I got offensive moves, but I'm really a defensive wrestler. Oh, I'm going to manipulate you, push, pull. Oh, you're off bounce. Give me your fucking ankle, bitch ass nigga. When it came to track and field, yeah, and the shot put, yes, I was a very tactical person. I wasn't trying to fucking throw as far as I could on my fucking throws. I was just focused on my technique. Because I realized that as long as I focused on my technique, the shit always went far. Anytime I went up there trying to be on some brute force shit, I was never a brute force nigga. Yes, I'm fucking very strong, always been very strong, but I'm not a brute force nigga. The brute force nigga's always need nigga who take the risk, take the shortcuts. I've always fucking took pride in playing the long game, playing the long game. I can't keep doing that shit no more. Wow. Fuck the long game, nigga. I need my chips with dip, dog. We embracing that fucking unknown, man. It's going to be a whole new, I don't even want to say it's going to be a whole new hatch, a whole new platform. I don't even want to say that shit. I want y'all to just see it. I want y'all to feel it, man. We 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 entering phase three of this shit, dog. And shit got to be different. Phase two is different from phase one. Phase three got to be different from phase two. It can't be the same. If it's the same, I'm failing. If it's the same, I ain't shit. If it's the same, what the fuck is we doing around this motherfucker, man? We got to embrace the unknown, man. And I'm going to take pride in that shit, and hopefully you guys do too. You know what I mean? We got to embrace the unknown, man. 2023 was a great motherfucking year of, of, of you know, um, like I said, networking, branding. Uh, we dropped merch for the first time in 2023. Um, this platform has, has fucking started to grow in Canada. Like, who the fuck would have thought Only wow. thing I know about fucking Canada is fucking Drake, the fucking Toronto Raptors, nigga. The fucking maples, you know what I'm saying? Justin Bieber and shit. Like I don't know shit. Like I, don't, I, I know they got great motherfucking me designs, you know, and they build and they got they got a lot of French inspiration. I know that shit, but I never would have fucking thunk that my motherfucking me, my shit would be fucking getting views and getting streams and motherfuckers talking about this shit in Canada. Wow, I'm in fucking Arizona, brother. If I was in New York, it'd make a little bit more sense. I'm in AZ, dog. It blows my mind. We've reached countries, dog, that I can't even fucking fathom. I can't even fucking fathom to know that Canada is now number two. Behind the U.S., of course, when it comes to that, this platform being streamed. Come on, man. Come on, man. Round a fucking applause, man. Round of fucking applause, B. This shit is beautiful, man. This shit is fucking beautiful, man. 2023 has been great. But I want more. I want more for myself. I want more for y'all. I want more for y'all, man. So that's, that's just as just the type of time we're on in me 2023, man. And 2024, I should say. Yeah, I mean, there's been things, there's been ups and downs when it comes to, you know, 2023. Uh, a lot of great things happen, but also, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of ties back into. You know, in 2022 and the top of 2023, I had goals I had in mind. I had vision boards made. You know what I'm saying? I had a plan in place, plan intact of where I want this platform to be by the time I record this episode. And I can be real with you, we're not there.
1: Wow.
0: We're not there. We're not there. We're close, though. We're close. I think anybody that knows that that's been tapped in with this show, I think we all can feel it. We all can feel it. I feel it. We're close. I, I just I just need my one. I got 195 in the tuck. I just need my one. How that one's going to come about, I don't know. That's why I'd say I have to embrace the unknown and walk through doors that I never would have walked through. Because there's a difference between being that guy who has that viral moment, but you don't have anything to back that. That's different than that nigga that get that viral moment, but got a motherfucking catalog of shit you can go back and reflect on.
1: Wow, That's
0: different. That's different, and I just need my moment. And I thought 2023 was gonna be my year. You know what I'm saying? I, I really thought it was gonna be my year. It was, yes, we had major growth, major steps in, in the right direction, bro. I fucking so close, my nigga. Like, wow. I sold clothes, my nigga. Wow. I made hundreds of clothes. Wow. Like that alone, nigga, we're good. Trust, we're good. If you would have asked me 12 months ago, I would have thought, nigga, my plan, I told you this platform would have been Nigga, I would have been in talks with academics. I would have been in talks with Joe Budden. I would have been in talks with Charlemagne. Nigga, I, I would have had my cousin on the show finally, who's been on Charlemagne's show, who's been on Joe Budden's show, who's been on Gills Arena. I would have had her finally on the show uh, to discuss what we gotta discuss on some on some family shit, but also to to get more eyes on my show. I would have thought that I would had much more, um, you know, no, no, uh, collaborations. We're not there. It's not where we're at. As far as the collaborations, I'm the person who did it. That I don't fuck with these niggas, man. I'm gonna be real with you I don't fuck with niggas. I don't want to talk to you niggas, man. I don't want to talk to you. I've been down that road and trying to bring people on the show. And Grant, the people I did bring on the show, I truly did fuck with them. Was it beneficial for me? Absolutely not. Wow. You know, there was nothing that came from that that I was like, oh shit. Yes, I got some views, and I love the people that came in and tapped in with a real nigga, but. As far as the, the um, relationship building between me and those collaborators, nothing truly changed. So I didn't feel as if I would ever really need to do that again because what? Talk about your fucking life story, bitch. It's about me. <laughs> nah, but <clears throat> I just would have pictured this platform being More. And like I said, when I say more, you have to understand, I'm not talking about the show's fella, no. I'm talking about, nigga, I just had plans of me. When I first started this podcast shit, I told myself after 100 episodes, if I wasn't at a certain level, I would stop. When I reached 100 episodes and I wasn't at the level that I thought I would be at, I kept going. But I set more goals to get to the point to where I want to eventually become, eventually on a motherfucking me. You know what I'm saying? Major platform, major network. I want to be on all that. Of course, I want to be my own shit. But when I first started this, you know, you don't understand how fast three years goes by. You don't understand when you're tapped into this shit. When I first started this shit, I told myself, nigga, in three years, I'll be A, B, and C. Nigga, three years later, I'm not A, but I'm definitely B and C. Wow all magazines. I've been featured in hella fucking uh internet fucking uh webs, uh websites. I've been featured. So yes, we're we're getting there, but what I realized in 2023 when I thought it was gonna be my year, I realized I wasn't working hard enough. Wow, that's truly what I'm saying in a roundabout way. In 2023, as I felt that it was gonna be my year, and I felt that it was my time. What I had was a rude awakening that I wasn't working hard enough. Wow. That went for my personal life, that went for my professional life, that went for this podcast shit. I wasn't working hard enough, but I realized instead of thinking that some shit was going to be my year because I thought I was doing enough, when I realized I wasn't doing enough, what I had to do was tap back into my hustle. Wow. I had to tap back into my motherfucking hustle. Because I told you I'm on this platform, it was a long time, bro, I my hustle, my hustle, it left. I was content on one stream of income. I was content on all that shit. I, was got, I felt comfortable living paycheck to paycheck. I felt comfortable just living a fucking regular degular ass life. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Man. I was so worried about fixing it and repairing other parts of my life that I got comfortable with just knowing some shit was coming in. No matter how hard the struggle was, I was comfortable knowing, well, at least I got this coming in. And that mentality fucked over everything, every motherfucking me thing. So one thing about 2023, yes, I didn't reach the heights that I wanted to reach. But I learned a valuable motherfucking me less I got a rude motherfucking awakening that changed my life. I have to tap back into my motherfucking hustle, man. Probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in my motherfucking life. Wow. I got to be real about that shit. So we embracing we embracing the unknowns, we walking through doors and we tapping back into our hustle, man. That's what the fuck we doing. That's what 2023 taught us. And 2024 is gonna be a marvelous motherfucking me time. I, I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it fucking now, man. Real motherfucking talk. <laughs> um, but moving on, man. Let's go and get to some other shit, man. Let's get some other shit that's going on in the motherfucking me news media, man. Um, should we get into academics now? Wow. <laughs> um Look, man, these last couple weeks, last couple months, really, it's been this campaign of niggas really trying to get DJ academics the fuck out of here. And look, man, like I got to, I come on this platform, I talk about my homeboy. he a huge fucking Adam 22 guy. He's a huge no jumper fan. Uh, he knows me. He knows I've been tapped in with academics since like 2012, 2013. Um, he always try to give me shit anytime, it look like academics is finna fucking fall off. And I give him shit every time Adam Twenty Two get caught liking other niggas fucking this girl. It's, it's crazy, but
1: wow,
0: it's crazy. That's the hill he wants to die on. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, the shit that's going on academics right now. I really be tr- I really was trying not to come on the platform and talk about the shit because I think no matter how. I try to be objective about the situation. I think I'm just going to come off as an academic supporter or some shit. And that's truly not the hell I'm trying to die on. The nigga did shit. The nigga did the shit. Just sitting back and peeping game and understanding how the air the, the net works. A lot of this shit is a lot of bullshit. Now I'm not here to talk about the young woman who was at Academic's crib and she ended up having sex with two of Academic's homeboys while he was upstairs asleep and that got spun into somehow somewhere academics was had he raped her as well. I don't even want to get so far into that situation because that seemed to have been a real criminal investigation that seemed to have been real motherfucking paperwork filed that seemed to be real rape kids done that seemed to be an actual incident that actually took place. From what I can, from what I seen from the situation, when academics was telling him telling the fucking story, it didn't come off as a nigga telling the story about him trying to absolve himself of some shit. The shit was being brought up because his actual girlfriend found out the situation went down when the house got raided, and she was trying to use that shit against him. Like, yo, he was wrapped up in some shit, so he came to the forefront and said, "No, nigga, this is really what happened." When you get on camera and you get moments where people can just clip certain things and that shit can be ran away with, with a certain narrative, the internet's going to do what the fuck they want to do if they want to believe it. If the internet wants to believe that the nigga they've been trying to get canceled for the last five years is wrapped up into a fucking sexual assault or rape, they're going to believe it. That's why I really didn't want to come here and talk. Because if you want to believe that academics did that shit, you're going to believe it. And if you just be objective about the situation, then you seem to be a fucking supporter. The reason why I really brought the shit up on, on, on the platform is because we've all been in situations to where our homeboys and took down one of our bitches. Wow. wow. Let's be real with you. Now the whole sexual assault, you all know, two of your homeboys running a train on a bitch. You know what I'm saying? One nigga hitting her from the back while she's sucking another dick, and now she's trying to say she was raped. That situation specifically, I have no fucking... I have no knowledge. I ain't never been through no shit like that. Never. But for the story of academic saying that he invited a chick over to his crib and he got so drunk that he fucking went up. He was in his bed sleep, and she was downstairs getting a fucking train ran right on by two of her homeboys. I've been in a similar situation. My situation kind of went like this. man. It was this chick, right? Her name was... Should I even say her fucking name? Uh we're not we're not gonna say her name. We're not gonna say her name. Just for, you know what I'm saying, the safety and not even trying to put nobody out there. There was a chick I was fucking with. You know, this was back when I was in high school type shit. Let her to be clear, I had never had sex with this young woman. They never did none of that shit. There have been many talks. You tired kind of this in high school, bro. When You ain't got no wheels. You ain't got transportation like that. So you talking freaky to a lot of people. Wow. There's, there's far more talking that's going on than actual thrusting of the goddamn hips. Let's just be real with the situation. Said Shorty, me and Shorty have been talking, texting, communicating, talking all this freaky shit to each other for nigga months. It probably could have been a year at that point. I don't even fucking know. It was a long period of time. Like to the point to where, yeah, like shorty knew like, yeah, this was, this is what it was. this was the type of time I was on. Like, I'm just gonna fuck the bitch. I just never had a means of transportation to get to shorty. I didn't get my license until nigga. I was like, what 18, 19 when I got my license. I was like 19 years old when I got my license. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I didn't have my license. I, d- I didn't. Now I was probably like 18. I was yeah, I was like 18 years old when I got my license. Before then, I didn't have no car, never thought about having a car. So fast forward after months of talking to Shorty, you know, so communicating with Shorty. Her we sending each other pictures and shit like that. I didn't seen the inside and outside of his bitch body before I even fucking laid eyes on her in public type shit. In person, I should say. I had this homeboy. Nigga had a car. You know what I'm saying? Nigga was whipping and driving and shit like that. So you already know what my mind is. Oh, shit. My man's got a fucking whip. My man's can take me to shorty. Can't ask my mama. You know how your mom's is and shit. Well, let me just speak how my mama was. I didn't have one of those cool-ass moms who, if it was a party, uh, somebody at the school was throwing a party, I could just go. Hell no. My mama wanted to fucking go. Meet the fucking parents of the kid that was having the party, you know what I'm saying, and then come back and make her decision. I had one of those moms, bro. My childhood was spent at home watching my little brother. Wow. Let's just keep it a bit. I didn't have one of those moms where it was just, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Looking back on the shit, I'm happy about the shit. But during those times, during those times of my life, hated the shit. Felt like, I felt like my mom was holding me back from being that nigga. <laughs> wow. I'm just being real with the situation, my nigga. So I could never, I couldn't ask my mama, hey mama, can you take me over to this, this chick crib so I can lay some fucking dick down, like so I can do this shit. Couldn't do that. So when my man's got the whip, of course, that's I'm like, he's taking. He has to take this is my man. But at this time in my life, I'm broke as a month. I ain't got no job. I ain't got none of this shit, nigga. I don't have $2 to rub together, my nigga. Anytime I got hungry, your mama, can I get some money to go get some snacks? My mama was funding me, my nigga. So when my man's with the car, he asked me, you know what I'm saying, yo, you got some gas money. No, I don't have any gas money. But what I can do, fuck it. I'm trying to get some ass. Let's see if Shorty. Fuck with you. Now, granted, I really didn't want to do this because at a time, I had been talking to this bitch for quite a fucking long time. Wow. I ain't even got the pussy. You want me to negotiate? You getting the pussy too? Wow. Of course, that's what I did like a dickhead. I ended up doing this shit. Him and Shorty start... Uh, I don't know how this shit happened. I know me and him went over there to try to get some ass. We, we actually went over there Ended up having to run out the crib because the neighbors seen me, these two fucking defensive lineman ass niggas in high school. We both, nigga, 15, 16 cents, however the fuck old oh, we was. Both standing, nigga, 6'1", 6'2". Nigga, at least 2'10". We some big niggas in high school. Shorty was, you know, she wanted them small, thick, short motherfuckers. So it looked kind of crazy, I'm sure. Neighbors see us walking in that motherfucker during the time when ain't nobody home but Shorty. They ended up calling the motherfucker, me parents of Shorty and the police. So we had to dash about that motherfucker. But that's not where the story ended for that nigga. See, after that, I never really had communication with Shorty ever again. Like, we was cool. Like, we would hit each other. Like, she would hit me up on some cool shit. But I never linked up with Shorty again. Never tried to link up with Shorty again. That's kind of where the situation ended for me, for, old, for good old Hatch comes to find out my homeboy was going back over there smacking the bitch wow he was going over there laying the bitch down wow a bitch i had been communicating with and fucking getting that pussy ready for a long fucking time but because i didn't have the means of transportation i was kind of xed out the motherfucking me game wow similar to how academics crib the academics wasn't involved in this situation assuming that all this shit was consensual of course because the shit was on, it was recorded. The police looked at the tape. They didn't think the shit was a fucking sexual assault. So I'm assuming the shit is consensual, of course. The reason academics ain't fucked the bitch and his homeboys fucked the bitch is because of what? He was excommunicado. The nigga was sleep. Wow. The reason why I couldn't fuck with the bitch, I was excommunicado because I didn't have a car. Wow. My mans was fucking shorty. He kept fucking shorty. He's telling me he's fucking shorty. We've all been in this situation as men, bro. You either in the game or you not. You either on the bench or you fucking out there for tip-off, my nigga. We've all been in these situations to where a chick we was fucking with or a chick, you know what I'm saying, that we, we thought was just on some – a chick we just thought was there for us type shit. We've all been in that situation as men where we realize, no, bitches is going. Wow. Bitches is gone. Going, they wow, fuck, man, they don't give a damn. I told you about the last shorty I was fucking with. The bitch, the bitch, got fucking ran down on on my by. A bitch, she let a bitch to fucking lick all over that pussy because she had some Casamigos. Wow, These bitches be going, brother. As a man, we've all been in that situation where we, where we just were face to face with a bitch who just wasn't shit. Now, grant, I don't hold nothing against shorty for fucking fucking with my man's like that she wasn't my bitch I get it nigga in high school nigga when you got a nigga who has a car a nigga who don't got a car the nigga who got the car he looked kind of exotic like wow. it, he looked exclusive type shit compared to nigga who ain't got no cars kind of like who would you fuck so I, I got it like I, I wasn't no shade I wasn't mad about the shit that's my man's if I can't fuck the bitch hey go my go ahead my guy go the fuck ahead. But I bring it up because when the academics was telling this story, you know, it makes you look like a sucker. Like even in my situation, I guess I look like the sucker. I was the broke boy with no car. I guess I look like the sucker. Like TLC, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a gun. Can't get no love from me. Hanging in your best friend's ride on the passenger side, trying to holler at me. Wow, that was me. <laughs> I was the scrub, my nigga. Like I in that situation, I was the scrub. I got it. In the academic situation, you was the drunk passed out goofy nigga in the bed sleep. You called the pussy over there but couldn't fuck the pussy. Somebody's fucking that pussy, brother. Assuming everything's consensual. So when he was telling that story and and people was like laughing and chatting, people was doing that as a nigga who's telling a real-life story like that, as a content creator, fam, you know what comes with that. You know it's going to be butt of jokes. You know it's going to be some niggas that laugh at that. It's going to be some niggas that call you goofy. My nigga, you know what I mean. To, bro, I remember I was back at Mo West, bro. And it was a shorty. It was a shorty. Now, people really didn't know this, but before I had went to Mo West, I had, I do what I always do, nigga. I started going on social media and typing hashtag. Mo West, hashtag, whatever I thought would be, you know, link me to motherfuckers who was going to Mo West. I came across this shorty named Teresa. Light skin, tied the fuck up, and she was thick. Teresa was one of those shorties that her pictures, oh my fucking God, her pictures, my nigga, you would look at shorty and be like, gotta have it, I'm fucking this bitch. Like, you would look at her pictures and be like, this is one of the baddest bitches you've ever seen. So, month like a month or two leading up to before I had to go out back to Mo West, I'm I'm on Shorty, I'm on her pictures, I'm in her comments, I'm in her messages. Me and Shorty is talking, like me and Shorty is in communication. I'm like yeah, when we get to Mo West, we gonna link the fuck up. I ended up getting to Mo West, and you know what I'm saying. I seen Shorty in person. I, like, Graham, I'm not saying Shorty is, is ugly in person. Shorty is still she's still one of those, but. It's a little different. Let's just keep it a bit. Wow. It's a little different. It's a little bit more. It, 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 no fil- Ain't no filters on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Well, it just look a little bit different. And Shorty still hit this. I still thought Shorty was attractive. She still was thick and all that. But it was just different in person. Throughout the, you know, we talking and shit. My cousin come up there. He see the bitch. He, still, he fell in love with the bitch. He fell in love with Shorty. Once I noticed that, I kind of fell back. Because once again, that's my cousin. You clearly like Shorty like that. I get it, nigga. When in the off season, in the summer, before I met Shorty, I was on her bumper too. But a lot of people didn't know about the shit that was happening before I got to Mo West with me and Shorty talking. They probably don't until I just said this shit on the airway. Fast forward, you know what I'm saying, throughout the year, you know what I'm saying, she wandering around, she doing her thing. I'm hearing about the shit, not judging, but I'm hearing about the shit. And it makes sense because it ties together with other shit that I already know on some individual, on a personal level with short. Sure. One night, man, look, bro, this is in, this is in college. man. I'm, this is my first time starting to get cross-fed. I'm drinking and smoking. Like we, what was we on back in But like What was that? Uh, was it Syrah? No, and New Amsterdam's and Cirox and all that. It was around that time, 2013, 14 time, right? I'm getting cross-faded. I'm talking to Shorty. Boom, I invite Shorty back to the room. At this time, I had my own dorm room, nigga. Niggas is out. It's just me. I got two beds smashed together in that bitch. Nigga, I'm living large on campus. I invite Shorty back to the room, bro. It was one of those, it was like, one, two in the morning. type. So she come up to the motherfucking room. I remember she like, it was yesterday. Booty shorts, ass fat as a motherfucker. We getting the motherfucking me bad. May sound embarrassing to y'all, but nigga, I fell asleep. Wow. I was passed the fuck out, nigga. This is my, one of my first times getting crossfaded. Nigga, I mean that motherfucker sneak, snoring on Shorty. She ended up, she, she bounced out and shit. She ended up bouncing out and shit. I wasn't mad nigga, I was fucked up. Come to find out Shorty was mad, cause I didn't fuck. Wow. She held that against me for a little minute. Like when she seen me, she would get mad. Like when I said shit, like she like butt in and say shit, like she was on some real like mad shit. Like she, she took that shit personal and I didn't fuck. Wow. And I remember, like, one day we was in, like, the motherfucking me uh, food, you know what I'm saying, spot. They had a Quiznos, I believe it was, a little food court. We in that motherfucker eating and shit. She on the opposite side of the aisle, and she just giving me mad, you know what I'm saying, just bad energy type shit. And I'm like, damn, like, how you mad at a nigga that she was literally about to bust that shit open for? Granted, I'm not tripping off the fact that I fell asleep on short. But as the conversation, you know what I'm saying, started to progress and I'm starting to rip, put two and two together at uh, where this energy was coming from. I had to act shorty in front of everybody. Bitches, you mad I didn't fuck? Wow. And she couldn't answer, so that was the answer. Yet, yeah, you mad I couldn't fuck? Now, a lot of niggas would have took that and been embarrassed about that. The reason why I bring this up is because the same reason why academics brought that shit up on stream. Bitch, you, a, a bitch could never hold nothing over my head. I will embarrass myself before I allow mother, another motherfucker to try to hold some over my head. That's the same way I felt about Shorty. Shorty was acting like I was supposed to be embarrassed that I didn't get no pussy that night. Wow. That's the only reason why I ain't fuckers, I was fucked up. That's just how the cookie crumbled for me that motherfucking night. As a man, we've all been in situations to where either your mans done took down a bitch you didn't think would fuck on your mans, or oh, we've all been in situations to where we was fucked up, drunk, passed out, and didn't for fucking fulfill the deed. We've all been in that situation, dog. We've all been there. So when I heard the fucking academic story, I thought the shit was just prime content. I was like, oh, this nigga's, this nigga's snapping. This, this is what it's all about. This is content. Granted, I didn't think that motherfucking the internet was going to take two different stories, Intermingle the motherfuckers. You got motherfuckers talking about the nigga came home to his girlfriend fucking his homeboys. Wow. You got all types of shit. Now that nigga's an abuser, he a raper. You got all types of shit, man. So when I can sit back and I can and I can get the story firsthand, I don't even like saying firsthand like we had a direct conversation with the nigga. Because even with the nigga telling the story, he came up with the story first. It could be a nigga just trying to get ahead of some shit. Who knows? But hearing the, situation, hearing the story from that nigga, hearing the, the context of why he told the story and, and the details he was given, nothing about that said that that nigga was a rapist. Nothing about that said that that nigga should be embarrassed or ashamed. None of that shit. None of that shit. Everything that followed, that was the internet being the motherfucking internet, dog. You got the story that that, that was allegedly a part of his. you know what I'm saying, two man with his homeboys. She ended up coming out, putting her face to the situation. When academics told the story, he didn't say shorty name. He didn't say her ethnicity. He didn't say shit that can pinpoint any woman to that. She literally jumped out the motherfucking me window, applying, uh, attaching her face to that entire situation. And even the shit that she said didn't make sense. I'm not about to let a situation that played itself out with the police and didn't get nowhere when the shit is recorded and it didn't get nowhere. I'm not about to let social media take this shit and run with it and act like it's bigger than what it is. Did some shit happen? Yeah. Did it happen in Academic's academic crib? Yeah. That nigga was upstairs asleep. That man got text messages from Shorty afterwards the next day. That's He got text messages from Shorty talking to him talking about how sorry she was about fucking his homeboy. That's what that nigga got. Plus, he got the motherfucking me videotape of the actual incident of her fucking getting bit from the back and sucking his other homeboy off. And the police seen all that shit, brother, and they and they let that nigga go, didn't press charges on nobody. The police seen that same exact tape and said, no, this bitch was getting loose. <laughs> That's what the police said. I'm not finna let that be the fact, and then the fucking social media just run with some shit because they want to get a nigga the fuck out of here. So that's why my am homeboy, Sim. I'm like, you can't cancel the real, bro. A nigga give you real content, he tell you some real shit. Can't cancel the real, bro. No matter how much you see the internet play these games with the story, you can't cancel the real, man. You just can't motherfucking me do it, bro. You simply can't. But it is going to be interesting to see how all this shit plays out, man. It's going to be you, you, you see the attempts are there to get academics to fuck up out of here. You've seen it just a few weeks ago with the whole Saucy Santana shit. Um, my mother was clowning him for you know being a Jamaican and, and not playing that gay shit and being conflicted and not trying to lose it all. Um, You've seen it. You've seen it. And now you see it again with um, him Him basically being attached to this whole Me Too situation. So it's going to be interesting to see what the first quarter of 2024 is like for academics because – it's clear that it's a. It, it's clear it's a. It's a huge conglomerate of motherfuckers who try get to get bro you the fucking body. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, but moving on, you know, what I want to talk about real fast. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I want to get into two things real fast. I'll touch on them real fast. Fuck I get the fuck up out of here. Um, you know, there's this thing that's going on in the NFL. And it's the treatment of Russell Wilson. That's kind of odd. You know, Russell Wilson had got traded to the Broncos um a year ago, signed a pretty big motherfucking contract. Um, we got that Walmart money. Um it's been a failure in Denver. Let's just be real. Wow. It was a failure the last year or two in motherfucking Seattle, to be honest with you. But it's been an unmitigated failure in Denver once, ever since Russell Wilson is fucking touched down. And Russell Wilson had this contract, man. It was a fat-ass contract, but he also had this clause in his deal that if um, <clears throat> he got hurt, that he would get a lot of fucking money. He would get a lot of money if he actually got hurt. And the Denver Broncos, after having a horrible season last year, they went and got Sean Payton this year. I'll try to change things around. Me personally, I never thought Sean Payton was a great coach. If niggas want to give the motherfucking um, the McCarthy nigga in Dallas a hard time, why they don't give Sean Payton a hard time? You niggas both had fucking all time great quarterbacks and got one championship out there, the whole ordeal. There's been plenty of times in, in, in New Orleans, you can say they got cheated by the refs and all that on the pass interference calls, but it was like three or four years in a row <clears throat> where Saints' was in, uh, seasons was ending to some, to some wild shit. And Sean Payton kind of skated by with a lot of that shit. He gave, played it on, on having an aging quarterback, but Drew Brees was still top five in the league. So I never truly thought Sean Payton was that guy, but he got the job. He got paid like the guy. And ever since he touched down, bro, it was clear that he really didn't fuck with Russell Wilson. It's clear a lot of people don't fuck with Russell Wilson. Nigga, I don't fuck with Russell Wilson as a person. But it was clear that that relationship between the head coach and quarterback was not there. And one thing you were saying about Russell Wilson, he's a true football player. That nigga, he may be corny. He may be a little bit stupid or something like that in the head. Who fucking knows? But you can tell he's one of those niggas who eat, sleep, shit, football. And he's a quarterback, and you can look at him and tell that he doesn't have a, 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 a violent bone in his body. So if a, a, he's being chastised by the court, by the coach, he's one of those niggas that he feel like he just got to sit there and take that shit, and it's on to the next play type shit. So out the, throughout the season, when you see Sean Payton doing that and berating that grown-ass man named Russell Wilson on them sidelines, you kind of seen the writing on the wall that, this was going to be his last year in fucking Denver, no matter what. As news comes out, you know what I'm saying, a few weeks ago, um, they came to Russell Wilson and told him to restructure his contract or he will be getting benched. I um, fast forward a few weeks and the benching is actually fucking taking place. Wow. You know, whether or not a nigga should be benched, I'm not here for that. I don't really give a fuck. I'm not in those locker rooms. I get it. That man gets a lot of fucking money. You don't want him to, if he goes out there and get hurt, which he's likely to go out there and do, because everybody's fighting for these playoff spots, you have to pay that man a large amount of money. You need to find a way to get out of this contract, get from under him, and try to reboot this uh, this franchise. The uh, reason why I bring it up is because it's, it's, it's funny how everybody was talking shit about Russell Wilson for the last year and a half. He was the butt of the jokes, the whole let's ride shit. Everybody always bringing a future fucking on Sierra. He still say he's smashing on C. Everybody always has something to say. Fucking Russell Wilson, go play catch with Lil Future. It's a goddamn problem. I've said things about it a time a time here there, there um, myself. It's funny how it just seemed like everybody was against Russell Wilson. But now that we see him being treated how he's being treated by Sean Payton and different Broncos, everybody's on fucking Russell Wilson's side. Everybody. The whole narrative is, is changed because just a few weeks ago, it was all about he was he had his head up his ass. He was an asshole. He had an office, his own parking spot. It was a whole bunch of nigga, you ain't as good as you think you is. All that Les Ruck Cook shit. Where you, you burnt the house. There was a whole lot of bullshit being thrown at Russell Wilson. And whether or not it was it, 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 was, it was it was it was just uh justified or not. It was a lot of bullshit being thrown that young man's way. And now that we can see that he's being, being treated horribly by his coach and by his franchise, everybody's just on his side. I'm on his side. I say all that shit to say, I guess the story, the moral of the story is, man, you just got to stay down, man. People are fickle. You got to stay true to you. As much as motherfuckers think Russell Wilson is a corny motherfucker, one thing that is affected by Russell Wilson, on draft night, he was with a white woman. Look at that nigga now, that nigga got Sierra. Wow. I'm just saying. It's usually the other way around. Nigga on draft night got a black chick, and you look up 10 years into his career, he got a white one. That nigga was with a white chick on draft night, left her ass, and went and got Miss Goodies. That's all I'm gonna say. Call that nigga corny, but he stayed true to his motherfucking self. And as fickle as people is, man, you can't keep you can't be one of them niggas who go with the wind, you know what I'm saying? You can't do certain. You can't do shit to appease motherfuckers. Then when motherfuckers turn on you, you start changing to appease them again. Now, nah, fuck that. You gotta stay true to yourself, because them motherfuckers are like a revolving door, man. They gonna hate, gonna love you, hate you, and love you again. And yeah, and it truly, just seems like everybody's team Russ. Everybody's dangerous. All of a sudden, everybody's let's ride with Russ. Let's ride. Everybody just doing this shit with Russell Wilson. Man. And look, I'm with. I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. Anytime you can make them billionaire white men get get exposed for the bitch-ass, whole-ass niggas they truly is, I'm all for it, my nigga. So, Russell Wilson, let's ride. <laughs> Real motherfucking me talk, man. I'm team Russ in this bitch, man. Real motherfucking talk, man. I, but I, that's all we got, man. You know what, man? You know what's crazy? Before I get the fuck up out of here. You know, yesterday, bro, I was at work at the dispo and shit, right? And it was wild, man, because in 2023, I got approached with some of the most racist shit that I've been approached with since the hate crime. God damn, wow. <laughs> like niggas just being racist to ask in 2023. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. I'm sitting there, man, customer comes in, old white dude. I knew it was some bullshit out the gates, cause nigga came to me talking that Hulk Hogan shit. Wow. That, hey, my my brother. Anytime a white nigga come to you on some fucking Hulk Hogan shit, you know it's gonna be some bullshit that 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 follows. It canceled me on that on on that bullshit. You know what I'm saying, nigga? His last name was like Mercanti or something shit like that. I said it right. He, tell, he started telling me how he was raised by a fucking black woman. Like, wow. get the fuck out of here, man. What's up with these old-ass white dudes telling what they was raised by black women all of a sudden? Skip Bayless, this nigga, like, get the fuck out wow. of here, B. But he, he said that shit. But the part that really fucked me up, man, he said, now look, bro- my, my, my brother, I know I'm just a... I know I ain't nothing but a cracker ass nigga. Wow. He called himself a cracker ass nigga. And I'm just looking at him like, like you was, you was, you was easy. You wanted to say that shit from the jump when you first seen because you was, you was, you was easing that shit through the conversation with the whole Hulk Hogan voice. You know what I'm saying? The whole you was raised by a black woman shit. You was making sure you set the foundation. For you to say that motherfucking me word, man, and I ain't, you know, I didn't blow dude spot up or nothing. I'm like, you know what, man, just get this motherfucking me weed, get the fuck out my motherfucking me face, man. And that was the look on my face throughout this entire, you know, the rest of this transaction. So towards the end, he gonna talk about, so you know, man, if I offended you, look, man, don't worry about offending me. You'll get your ass about this motherfucking door. Don't worry about if you offended me, and you need to just worry about if I'm gonna go across your motherfucking head, nigga. That's what you need to be motherfucking worried about. But I kept my cool and it was just, it threw me off because I'm just like, yo, why is niggas coming at me with the racist shit? Why y'all choosing the 6'4, 275 nigga with long motherfucking locks to try the racist shit with? Don't you don't don't I look like I'm liable to whoop your ass, my nigga? Wow. Don't I just look like I may know a thing or two? Like, damn, like, do I really gotta get back out here on these niggas, man? But that's how my motherfucking year, my year is being wrapped up. <laughs> that's how niggas is approaching good old Hatch, man. I don't know what the fuck going on, man. I truly don't, man. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, man, I think I'm just wrapping up right there. But I got to start getting ready for work in this motherfucker, man. I hate to find me something to eat for get the fuck up out of here, man. But uh, great episode, man. Episode 195. Last episode, 2023, bro. I truly, I um, you know, I'm happy. You know, this episode is being recorded on New Year's Eve, um, so it's going to be coming out like a day later. I'm going to drop it on New Year's, um, come home after work and add this shit and get this out to the peaks, man. But uh, I wanted to make sure I came here and gave you guys the yearly wrap-up episode that truly motherfucking me deserve, man. It's been. There it was a lot of personal um, things said in this, in this episode. There's a lot of emotion. Um, you know displayed throughout this episode man it's been a wonderful motherfucking year bro i love the growth of the show i love all the friends of the show me i got me through some tough times bro it's hate crime shit. It's real still really still taking a toll on me man just um it's a lot you know it's a, it's a lot man i love every single last one of you guys who stuck through this shit with me man because um y'all got me through a lot of tough situations and tough moments throughout this year um without y'all man i really don't know where the fuck i would be man but uh um, with that being said DJ, drop that fire-ass beat, my boy. Um, <laughs> episode 195, man. Thin line between Jesus and the sandy host by yours, true. OG! Actually, we you know what the fuck it is, man. I want to say thank you, man. I want to say shout-out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation. Man. I truly appreciate all the motherfuckers love supporting us. Keep this shit motherfucking going, Know how I get up on this side, man? It's all of these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And that's how it does episode. And we out, this motherfucker. Peace. Damn. 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 Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. the brother get the fuck man as soon as that nigga said oh my brother i was like oh this nigga's racist as a motherfucker wow i said i was was the first thing that popped in my head oh brother oh this nigga's racist (laughs) that shit goes hand in hand man that brother talk is and racism is like peanut butter and motherfucking jelly wow real motherfucking be talk man I'm glad I controls control my motherfucking emotions, man. Because I, I, I was li- I was liable, man. I, I really was liable, dog. I truly motherfucking was, man. But um, that being said, man, episode 195, man. I love this fucking episode. It felt good being back in the motherfucking me stew. Shout out to everybody that's tapped in, man. Rate review the show. Let's get this motherfucking show in the right hands, man. Hopefully, everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Hopefully, you enjoyed your Christmas. Hopefully, you have a wonderful and safe New Year's. Now let's just, and, and have the first quarter of 2024 be fucking magnificent, man. Let's do this shit, man. I love y'all. I love y'all that love me. Let's keep this motherfucking me show going, man. I holla at y'all when I holla at y'all. Peace. Welcome to Raw is... Oh, gee! Ash, man, you know the fuck that nigga playing on me, man. <laughs> you dig!